Hey, it's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up, and there's no better place to watch every game than Long Neck Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Long Neck's location, and at Long Neck's, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And I say this often, if you haven't tried Long Neck's Wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at Long Neck's. Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Long Neck Sports Grill. This college basketball season, stay late, come often. In dramatic game, great game, controversial game on a Saturday night for FC Cincinnati as they advance to the uh, conference semifinal round of the MLS Cup where they could find out tonight who they play. Uh, it went to penalty kicks. There was a lot to that game. It was heated, and uh, part of the drama involved and centered around uh, Matt Miazga, who was in the uh, crosshairs of the the referees all night long, and and so he's you know got another yellow card, and he's possibly going to have to miss the conference semifinal. And and now, uh, according to a piece I read uh, today from our buddy Pat Brennan from the uh, Cincinnati Enquirer, he is uh, being. Investigated. Major League Soccer has investigated an allegation that uh, Matt Miazga uh, was uh, he busted into the referee's dressing room to confront them after the game that FC Cincinnati won. I encourage you to uh, read Pat's piece where he is far more eloquent than I am. I tweeted out a link at Mo Egger. It's also obviously easy to find at uh, Cincinnati.com. And so I wanted to talk about this with Pat, who on uh, short notice, nice enough to join us as always. What's going on? Mo, how are you? Good. Did I get this right? Is this basically what's happening? How did this come about? Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> I have to admit, I, I, I had to learn about it kind of in <sighs> after the fact, like everyone else did, because on, on Saturday, when the alleged incident happened, Mo, between Matt Miazga and, and uh, the officiating crew and, and their locker room, which is separate from the players' locker room, obviously. Uh, I, I didn't see that. And it's not like I was fiddling with the vending machine at the stadium. I was in the locker room doing my job, and there, there was really nothing untoward going on at that time. But, um, you know, Matt was still pretty hot after the match. He had received two yellow cards in the game, which pushed him to the threshold of three that triggered a suspension for FC Cincinnati's next game. So he was upset about that. And, um, yeah, so two and a half days later, the referees union dumps this thread on uh, Twitter, X rather, and that a lot of us were really learning about it for the first time yesterday. So, um, But what the referees union alleged was that Matt was, uh, you know, demonstrative and aggressive and, sought the referees out for a, a conversation and uh, they said this was a an incident without precedent they seemed to be lobbying for um, consequences that would you know in turn also be unprecedented is how I read uh, some of their some of the language of the the threat that they posted and um, later on, Sources that I spoke to, and I think sources, uh, a multitude of sources that ultimately came out and spoke to a number of different media outlets, refuted some of the uh, some material details of what the referees union alleged that Miazga had done. So uh, MLS has basically caught up to that point, and they're investigating the situation. And um, I, I'll, I I can answer some more questions, Mo. But 
Yeah, that's kind of where we're at at, at, at this moment. Yeah, so um, I'm watching on Saturday, and they they disallow this goal at the end of extra time, which I, I, I didn't have access to audio, so I'm wondering what's going on there. Matt was, was not happy about that. They go to penalty kicks, yeah. and he scores, and he's making like this heart gesture toward the fans. And so, you know, all right, that's pretty benign in the grand scheme of things, but, you know, I don't know what's being said. And then they, yeah. they they give him the yellow card. So I'm I'm like, all right, I I understand how he's upset about that. Walk me through what we did see. Walk me through his interactions with the officials. What sure. happened, and then what may have happened, and then we'll talk about what may have played out behind the scenes. So I, I've reached out to the the referees, professional referees organization called Pro, and they've basically declined to comment on. Just as a starting point, mode, they declined to comment on characterizing any of the exchanges between Matt and and the referees that night. But the center official, the center referee, was a guy named Victor Rivas. And Matt told me after the lock after the game in the locker room, excuse me, that he he and Victor had basically had a professional dialogue, a professional back and forth throughout the game. The first problem Mo came up after the final whistle that sent the game to penalty kicks because FC Cincinnati almost with the last kick of the game had a goal that would have been game winner waved off. FC Cincinnati thought it should have counted. Matt raced up to Victor Rivas at the final whistle uh, and was arguing the call. And that was, I think probably a slam dunk yellow. So there he's on one and two for the series. So he's got a problem there. And then, yeah, during the the penalty kicks, now you have to keep in mind, Matt Miazga used to play for the New York Red Bulls. Then he went overseas for a period of time, but he was a great player for New York. He was He's from that part of New Jersey. Um, he's a, a product of kind of their well-known development system, and I think he takes a lot of pride in the time he spent there. And it's not uncommon for players that move on to other clubs when they play in front of their old fans with their new team, they will try to show gestures and show respect there. I don't know if Matt chose the right time to try to hold up that hmm. hand-shaped gesture, especially considering it was mano y mano in the shootout and he's holding up this hand-shaped gesture, hand gesture, you know, also in the face of a goalkeeper that he's just beaten in a duel, you know, basically. So, and the goalkeeper kind of raced out and got in Matt's face. So, it, it, and then from there, Matt, Matt really kind of dragged it out for a little bit. I, I honestly feel like if he'd cut those gestures off, maybe three to five seconds earlier, he might've been okay, Mo. And I think we're in a gray area to begin with here, but he just dragged it on for a little too long he blew some kisses, and, uh, <laughs> you know, he gets slapped with the yellow, and that's what really – I think there was a moment there of realization for him a couple seconds later when he realized the implications of that yellow card and that it would trigger a suspension. And, uh, yeah, that that was something he really didn't calm down from for as long as he was talking to media after the game and probably – 
well after they left the stadium too i would guess what what's the what's the potential recourse here with that suspension for forget for a second the, the you know the investigation into what may have happened with the locker yeah. room but what's the recourse for fc cincinnati and, and by the way and you outlined this after the game that game on Saturday was costly. They already don't have Nick Haglin. They had other guys get hurt. Yeah. Now you, you maybe lose Matt Miazga. You know that that could end up being a very very costly Saturday night for for the Orange and Blue. Uh, what what's the recourse here? What are the chances that they can get the suspension lifted and he could could play moving forward? Uh, it's possible, but I would say that the instances when those things are overturned are are few and far between. I think a theme here between the investigation and. The initial two yellow cards that you're asking about right here, Mo, I, you know, I think the league, any any sports league, particularly during that league's postseason, whether it's NFL, NBA, whatever, MLS, you know, you, they're going to be very hesitant to do anything that looks like it could be construed as undermining the authority of the game officials. So I think... Unfortunately for Matt, you know, I, I think it would be well worth FC Cincinnati's time to try to get that second yellow card overturned. Um, but ultimately, Matt, Matt, he took it into a gray area, and it's an area it, it just it didn't have to happen. And I think Pat Noonan, before this refer this incident with the referees after the game happened, I think Pat Noonan. Uh, with the information he had at that point, he was already, you know, really disappointed with with Matt Miazka that he was doing the 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 gesturing and the gesticulating, and um, he he felt like, you know, <laughs> we didn't have to be in this situation, we didn't have to lose Matt for the next game, and uh, he puts that on Matt. So that's that's where that is. All right. So what's what's the potential fallout from? Like, what's the worst case scenario that could unfold from the result of this investigation? And this strikes me as the sort of thing that when they look into it, as they look into it, it shouldn't take them that long to figure out exactly what happened. No, I don't think it's going to take them more than a few more days. But, um, you know, look, I think the worst case scenario would be um, tacking on an additional game suspension for Miazga or, you know, I heard it suggested on, or I saw it suggested on social media, maybe multiple games tacked on, but that was, you know, th that was just kind of people shouting into the, the abyss on social media kind of after the referees union put this kind of ambiguous, very strongly worded uh, threat out there that, you know, I think if it is true what the referees union said that this is unprecedented, then, I don't know that I can say for certain that there's, you know, uh, there, there's no case study here that we can look to and say, well, this is what they did last time, so here's what Matt could expect on both ends of the spectrum. I think if you're FC Cincinnati and if you're MLS and if you want to just move past this, I think the escape hatch is probably a fine and, you know, maybe a real one. I'm not talking about a couple hundred dollars here, you know, something that sends the message to not only Matt but the rest of, the players in this league that, this, you know, being in the referee's locker room, seeking them out for a conversation after the game is not appropriate, will not be tolerated. Um, and then, you know, that would allow FC Cincinnati to possibly get Matt back if they advance from the next game. Um, but, you know, the thing that I'm concerned about for FC Cincinnati in this case, Mo, is that 
it, it seems to me like everyone is in a jackpot now, including the league. And the ref, it seems to me that the referees union has made this a real pressure cooker. And the onus is now on MLS to um, basically, to, you know, they're investigating it. The onus is on them to find out exactly what happened. But, you know, it, it's all, it almost feels like a dare to undermine the credibility of the officials, which, again, like I just said, I don't think that's something that can happen. I think you want to avoid that at all costs because ultimately the postseason has to carry on here, and mm-hmm. it has to. People have to have faith in it. So, I, I worry that the pressure could be such that you know maybe there is another suspension coming for Matt in addition to the game that's already been given to him by virtue of the yellow cards. But um, you know there is there is no precedent for that. So we're, we'll we'll have to wait and see. But. I do worry about the this is a this is a very high stakes decision that you know is going to come from the this investigation for MLS and I, I it's very political um and it's it's a dangerous spot for FC Cincinnati and Miazga to be in and it's it's going to be uncomfortable for a lot of people until we know what the outcome is yeah, uh, it's interesting that that game on Saturday was interesting on on a thousand different levels. Uh, I'm sure before they play again, and it's going to be a few weeks, we'll get you back. I appreciate the time on short notice, man. I know you got a lot going on. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, no problem. Thank you, Mo. Read uh, Pat's coverage of FC Cincinnati at uh, Cincinnati.com. We are way late for our uh, segment with uh, with Ortho Cincy. We will uh, talk about Jamar Chase's back and Aaron Rodgers. Achilles and his attempted comeback uh, from that injury that he suffered way back week one. Uh, we have uh, that for you coming up here in uh, just a few minutes. Dr. Nick Gates from uh, Ortho Cincy will join us on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. Hey, it's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up, and there's no better place to watch every game than Long Neck Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Long Neck's location, and at Long Neck's, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And I say this often, if you haven't tried Long Neck's Wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at Long Neck's. Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Long Neck Sports Grill. This college basketball season, stay late, come often. 